Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth with Eden and Kim, shifting you into higher consciousness. The show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, special interviews with inspiring guests, intuitive readings, channeled messages from beyond, including celebrities, hot topics to expand your awareness, and time for questions from the audience. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. Hey, everyone. We're back. Kim and I, Eden and Kim, we're here with our uh, podcast, Talk Purpose and Truth. How are you, Kim? How you doing? <laughs> I'm awesome. I'm excited to be here. Um, I'm going to go right into where we have a real... I'm awesome. How are you? I am good. We're having some technical awesome difficulties. Too? Yes, some technical difficulties today. So um, we'll just put it out there so people know off the bat. We might sound a little off today, but we're trying. <laughs> yes, I am. It's my fault again. Um, <laughs> Everything is it's your fault. It's always my fault. I know. We're, well, we're in, I'm in Lake Tahoe for a vacation and I'm at a high elevation and the Wi-Fi sucks. So yeah. we're just being blunt. Yes. Because um, so we're anyways, real. That's um, who we are. We're I, real. We're real. Yes. Yes. Um, I want to go right into introducing our guests. We're excited to have this special guest, Purvis Taylor. Um, Purvis Taylor III is an award-winning celebrity life coach, speaker, and author of Survival Mode, a book that teaches men of color how to process their emotions and mental health. He has a master's in psychology from Columbia University and so much more. We're going to find out about him. Um, I have been reading his articles and posts and I actually, Purvis, you know what's awesome is like I, I've been a speaker and a coach and an author for years and years and a lot of your content reminds me of the stuff that I speak about and write about. So I was really like, wow, this is, we, I feel very connected to you. I just love how you explain things and your philosophy on things. And so I'm really extra excited to interview you. Oh my gosh, that is such a hell of a compliment coming from you. I, <laughs> I'm excited so, to be here. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'll get right into it. Um, so um, you all know, our audience knows that we are aligned with the Imperfectly Perfect campaign. Um, Glenn Marsden is the founder. And this is a, a purpose, this is a campaign that is global and, and they started in Australia and it's actually growing in the UK and all over America. And it's to reduce the stigma around mental health issues and suicide issues using social media, photography and videos. It's really, mm -hmm. really fascinating and amazing. Um, and you have a book that's specifically focused on helping men of color process emotions and mental health. So can you tell us a little bit more about your book and the four A's of your survival mode oh wow okay so survival mode is a book that i wrote um in response to the things that i've been through in my life i you know in my life i dealt with being molested and bullied and emasculated and i've also counseled and coached men who have been through the the same thing and maybe not the same thing but they've been through pain and i wanted to write a book um that honored our experiences and honored the steps that we took 
to get to the place of wholeness, the place that we're all at, where all the men that I work with in that capacity are now thriving. And so I was like, what was the common thing that we all did that got us to this place of, of wholeness and, and optimization and all that, all that good stuff? And I was like, okay, so we had, so then I was like, okay, so there were like four A's. Like I kept listing them and they were like turned into A's. And I was like, okay, so the first one was acknowledgement, right? You know, you always have to acknowledge that an issue exists. You have to acknowledge that there's a wound. And, you know, I always say that Alcoholics Anonymous is the most successful recovery program because every meeting you go to, you say, my name is Purvis, and I'm an alcoholic. So you acknowledge mm -hmm. the problem every time. And so mm -hmm. I was like, there's power in acknowledging an issue. Next, which was difficult for a lot of, which is difficult for a lot of people, not just men, is the acceptance, right? Acceptance is, it, it's powerful because, you know, a lot of times we, we, think, we look at acceptance as we condoned what happened. And that's not what acceptance is. Acceptance is saying that this is this happened and now I'm responsible for my life afterwards. So even though this happened to me, I'm responsible for what happens from me. And so like that was the acceptance. Acceptance is saying like this happened. I was bullied. You know, I, you know, I've been homeless. My father died of a, a heroin overdose that I had to accept that. And and there was power in that because once I accepted it, I was no longer the victim. Mm. Right. So once I accepted it. So then the next step is articulation, which is very challenging for men, because on average, they say women speak 30,000 words a day. and They say men speak 10,000 words a day. <laughs> right. And I believe that healing is in our words. You know, like when you coaching and therapy, all those things, they're exchange of words and words are spirits and words are powerful. And so I wanted to get men to be able to expand their emotional lexicons, to expand, to uh, use things like sensory language to build further connection. Because particularly with men of color, um, when, when men of color that I've worked with, they're like, Purvis, I, I'm tight or I feel away," And I was like, I don't know what that means. Mm -hmm. So let's flush that out so I can really understand so you can contextualize your experience to get the healing that you need. So there was articulation, like explaining uh, what happened and how this thing has affected you because there's power in declaring and confession. Only what you confess can be healed, right? And, and lastly is alchemy, which is my favorite one. Uh, you know, alchemy at its, at its core is just turning lead into gold, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, how do you turn the lead in your life into gold? How did I transform the things that mastered me into things that I now master? How did I, who was emasculated as a man, now empower men in their masculinity? If I can do it, you can do it as well. And I always say that no one is born ill-equipped. They're just born ill-informed. And the alchemy part is informing you that you have the tools you need to master your life, to uh, maximize your life experience. And so that's really what the book is about, is getting men from surviving to thriving within their emotions and mental health. Oh, my gosh. You are wise man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yes. You. I mean, it sounds like it just comes naturally to you. Yes. Yeah. It, it yeah. does. It does. I'm not going to lie. It does. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I understand that not putting myself in the same category, uh, boasting anything like that, but I get it. I get that um, you, if you're so tuned in, then you can really, you hear things. You hear yes. from a higher place. Yes. Is Absolutely. that how you feel? Absolutely. Every okay. single time every single time. And, and I always talk about um, the sixth sense, which is the intuition and spirit. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing I, you know, in communication, especially with emotional intelligence and mental health, you have to use that sixth sense as well. And everybody has it. And everybody has it. Yeah, I know. 
I know Kim and yeah. I, we, we, I think she's mentioned to you what we do. We don't have to talk about it, but we yeah. completely understand <laughs> yes. what that means because we do that for, yeah. for our work. We do that to help yes. people. So, yeah, but I, I know. Right. That and I think, I think that, I think people just get afraid of it sometimes because it is pretty powerful. Mm. You know? Yeah, no, it is. It is. Um, you, you know, your stomach, you know, the gut has as many neurons as the brain. Yeah, it's your second brain, right? It's your second brain. Yeah. Yeah. So, but not everybody listens to that. I do. Yes, I know. <laughs> I can tell. I can really tell. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So my next question, this is also something that I think I saw this quote. It was a quote that you uh, put up on Instagram recently. Um, mm -hmm. It says, wholeness doesn't mean perfection or one won't experience pain again. It means that one knows how to master the things that once mastered them. What does that mean? What does this mean to you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's because I think we think of wholeness, we think like perfection and like this euphoria type of existence, but that's not life. That's not reality. You know, the, and the more you progress in life, the greater the challenges are. Yeah. And so once you know how to make it through one level, you know how to make it through the next. And that's being whole, meaning like, I still know who I am. I still know my power. I still know that I'm amazing. I still know all these things. Cause you know, a lot of times we believe a lie and that lie is what derails our life that derails us from becoming the person that we're supposed to become mm -hmm. and so it's really about confronting that lie and the, the various lies that show up in as different levels as you progress to different levels and so that's what i mean by wholeness is like you know how to master the things that try to master you yeah so amazing like every as you're talking i'm like thinking back and able to relate to so many things <laughs> that i've learned throughout my life too yeah, yeah, no, and that's what is in, in our, our lessons. Those are lessons. And that's what makes us great coaches is mm -hmm. that we've lived life, is that we've experienced pain, that we've been through hell. Yep. You know, you know what I mean? That's what makes us dynamic coaches. Yeah. And I know I'm not supposed to, it's not my turn to say this, but can't uh, to ask a question. Kim, I want to ask this. I feel like I need to, the audience might even want to know when you talk about experiencing pain, we all have to go through that. Like, what kind of pain can you do? Are you willing to talk about that? Your own oh, personal course. pain. Okay. Of course. Will you share? Um, I mean, I, I was telling somebody the other day, it's like, um, stuff never leaves you. And I think that's important for it not to leave you. I think you should always be able to tap into it because that's the thing that kind of the empathy that you have with your clients, that connection. So, I mean, just struggling with a suicide ideation as a, as a child, mm -hmm. um, being bullied, emasculated. Um, feeling like even as an adult, when my father died of a heroin overdose, feeling inadequate mm. as a man, not being able to achieve and kind of being like behind. Like a lot of my friends who are my age are like, in my mind, they seem like they progress so much further than me. They have families. They have, you know what I mean? I don't, I'm not married yet. I don't have any children. And, and just that pain of, uh, you know, of just being the unique individual that I am. People don't know that being a coach or being the type of coach that I am comes with its own set of pain. Right. Because a lot of people can't, and you understand this, like people can't relate to that burden that you carry. Mm -hmm. And 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 so it's a, it's a heavy burden because I'm not, oftentimes I'm not allowed to be a human being. I have to kind of always be, have it together. And and, ah. and and that's, and that's in itself is a challenge. Like, you know, people are like, oh, purpose, you know, you got it. You right. do that. And I'm like, yeah, but it's it's not that simple. And a lot of times I'm carrying pain for other people. 
-hmm. and you know what I feel in the world or you know what I mean it's very deep and I think a lot of times people don't talk about that stuff oh yeah the universal pain that's going on right now yeah oh yeah. my gosh I know heaviness. very very much oh my goodness we've had to Kim and I have had many conversations about that having to figure out how to balance that or yeah. what we what we like to do is cut cords. I don't know if you know yeah. what that means. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have to. We have to protect yeah. our energy. Yeah. yeah, and that's and that's and that's the thing that I've just embraced recently, is being comfortable with saying no. With being oh, comfortable yeah. with like you know being comfortable saying like I'm you know if we're talking with friends I'm like I'm not going to be purpose to life coach. I'm going to be purpose to human being. Yep. You know. Yep. Oh yeah. And it's okay to be who you are and you don't have to apologize. You, yeah. Or it's also like seeking the yeah. exter external approval. We don't need that either. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, I've embraced next, it. Our next yeah. episode, actually, our episode coming up next week is all about how to stop people pleasing, setting boundaries and saying no more. So how, how cool is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He could just carry it over with us, be be on the show. <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> I'd love to. Um, Kim, I don't know if you know, because you're delayed. It's your turn to ask a question. <laughs> Can you hear I'm me? <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's refreshing um, how authentic you are. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yes. So I would love to know, um, you know, it's it's kind of a, a unique um, niche to teach men about sustaining healthy relationships and feeling their emotions. And what what made you want to start this? And is it challenging? So, you know, so somebody asked me the other day, I was doing an interview, they asked me, they said, what was the greatest gift your father gave you? And even though he passed away from a heroin overdose, I would say the greatest gift he gave me was the gift of transparency and vulnerability. And I will never forget, forget the day he sat me and my brother and sister down and he said, listen, I have a drug problem and it's ruining my marriage. It's my fault. It's not your mother's fault. And for some reason, like just the act of him being so vulnerable and transparent, it floored me mm -hmm. and it changed my life completely. So I said, oh my God, there's a strength in just really being vulnerable and authentic. And, and so what I wanted to do was create, I believe that the, you know, the strength of any relationship is in its ability to be repaired, but the vitality of a relationship is measured in intimacy. And I understood that vulnerability creates intimacy and transparency creates intimacy and it creates, creates sharing. And that's, those are the things that I feel like a lot of women want for, from their, for the from their husbands and yes. boyfriends and significant yes. others. And so I said, okay, so this is the secret sauce. And I said, so you have to be vulnerable to create intimate spaces, which is why I teach men about using sensory language when they're talking about their issues, how they feel, because that because for women, you guys connect to that. And and yeah. they don't understand that. And I was like, no, you can't say you had a bad day. You gotta say, man, I feel like I got hit by a Mack truck. Then you're gonna be like, oh my God, so what happened? And now you're all in. And now the intimacy is created just from that simple illustration of saying I got hit by a Mack truck yep. instead of saying I had a bad day. Um, and so it is challenging, but um, I feel like a lot of men are primed and ready to have dynamic relationships. I think a lot of men want better for themselves. And I think 
I think this time, especially in this time of COVID and, and the current racial climate, I think a lot of people are in a space of self-discovery and they want to be better. So it's yeah. not as, believe it or not, a lot of men from all walks of life, because I have, I, I don't just work with Black men, I work with people from all walks of life, and they all want to have deeper relationships with their significant others. And I can vouch for that too. I have found in the last few months, my husband has really opened up more. He's going to kill me for saying this. <laughs> he's, he's take, he's more uh, self-aware. He's more like his health is more important to him than it's ever been before taking care mm-hmm. of himself. He's exercising, he's eating better, but he's also communicating better. Yes. Yes. And and I'm seeing that all across the board. And I think, again, this is the time of self-discovery. I think we're getting introduced, reintroduced to ourselves because I think so many of us lost who we were, you know, in the busyness of life. And I think now we're starting to be introspective. And I think a lot of times men are not, they don't give themselves permission to be introspective. So I'm assuming that your husband has been sitting down thinking about things. He's like, oh, let Uh me take care of this. Let me start communicating more because now I think he's, I think more men are more in tune with expressing what their needs are. Yes. Okay. And then when the needs are met, they're happy or we're happy. Yeah. Okay. And you happy and you're happy in return. (laughs) Right. Right. It goes both ways. Exactly. (laughs) Well, that's a whole other subject though, teaching people how to learn how to meet their own needs and not put the, um, projected onto somebody else. Absolutely. And I say all the time, you know, people don't complete you. They just compliment you. You have to, you have to, you have to know, you have to be whole before you get into a relationship. Oh, yep. You know, because that's the best thing you can ever bring to your own life. You're awesome. Yeah. You have to have me back. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, like once, once a month, he could come on. I would love to. (laughs) (laughs) Just let me know. Y'all have my info. Just holler at me. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Um, So you talked about the the racial, um, why can't I, climate. What yes. is what is your opinion kind of thing? We're not trying to go into politics right now, but yeah. it is important to hear it from you. So where are you at yeah. with that? You know, you know what it is. Coming from Texas, right? I've always had to fight. Um, like I had to fight to get into the gifted and talented program, even though I had the, the grades and the test and the test scores, right? Uh-huh. And it was and it was like I was the first young man of color to be in the gifted and talented program in, in the, the town that I'm from. And I had to fight my way into that. And so it became this point for me where it was like, I started to realize that I was amazing and I just never factored race into mm-hmm. anything that I do. So when I show up in the room, I show up in the room because I own who I am. And I, and, but I also recognize that that exists. Um, I think for me, it's, I think that it's exhausting in trying to get people to see the inequities. Mm-hmm. I think that part is exhausting, but I'm, I love being black. I think it's an amazing experience. You know what I mean? Like, I think we're such beautiful people. So for me, I kind of have a, I understand the inequity and it does anger me and it does bother me. But also on the flip side, I also don't like to lend myself towards victimization. I like to lend myself, I like to lend lend myself towards being empowered. And so we as black people, we're the most, we're so amazing. And I love it. And I, you know what I mean? And and, and I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say I love being a black man. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, if that makes sense, like I, I'm, I kind of, I kind of try to be as balanced as I can with it because it does piss me off. But also at the same time, I feel empowered. Yeah. Okay. 
And there's, uh, we have more than one side of, yeah. you know, the, we have opinions and, and, you know, you base it on how you feel personally, but also what is the right thing. But this one's a hard one. You know, it, it is hard because again, I, I just, my mindset in general, I'm always thinking about what is going to happen from you. You don't understand that this is happening to us. Think about the things that, that we as African-Americans have accomplished in spite of the disparities. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. we we've accomplished. Imagine if that if that lens if that lens was taking off of us or that that lid was taking off of us, how much more we could accomplish. But I want us to also focus on what we have achieved. True. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, because it's it's that's when you come from a place of gratitude and you're seeing it from yes. a more positive place. But then yes. then you don't get to. There's no space for being a victim or a martyr. Right. And, yeah. and, and and again, you want justice. You, we want we want equity. We want all of those things. But also yeah. at the same time, you know, healed communities started as healed individuals. And yeah. so that's my thing. It's like, let's let's really examine ourselves and heal ourselves so that we can be more powerful as as a community. Yeah. I think everybody has a part in this too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Just creating the space and just having empathy. Like, listen, I you know, I was I actually interviewed with my uh somebody from my cohort who lives in Australia. And I said, listen, I don't want you to ever deny. I don't want you to be ashamed for being white. Like, mm -hmm. bro, use that. Just open up a door for me. Like, <laughs> if you know I'm the best, yeah. open up a door for me. Like, yeah. be, you know what I mean? Like, everybody yeah. needs to be cool with who they are. Like, nobody's telling you to be anything different. We're yeah. just saying for you to, like, if you see something, say something. Oh, yeah. Period. Amen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I my kids are, are mixed with Hispanic. and I've, you know, I've been talking to them about all this, like really, I talk to them so bluntly and like, just so real, like they're adults. Cause I feel yeah. like, you know what? I don't want to, I want to tell them what's really going on. And, um, I've always been just big on, on just like, get it like human, just, just human rights and animal rights and just don't be cruel to anyone. Like that's how I've always right. felt. Like how right. can you just, how can you feel? I don't, it's hard for me to understand or grasp being cruel to anyone. Yeah. Like, so yeah. That's, yeah, that's my perspective. Yeah. If you can always come from love, come from a yes. place, place of love and kindness and gratitude, then everything would be fine. <laughs> and, and, and empathy, you know, you know, oh, yeah. I, I said to my, I, you know, have you guys seen that movie, A Time to Kill? No. With Matthew McConaughey and Samuel Jackson, it's an old movie from the oh, '90s. Yes, no. but, I love that movie. Okay, right, right. So you know, at the end, where he's explaining they play to them, together. yeah, yeah, and he he explain he explains to them like you know, imagine this child gets brutally raped and da da da, and he has everybody close their eyes, and it's all white jury, and he said, you know, he's talking through all the pain that yes. he's going through. Then he says, imagine if she was black. And then that's when the, the tears start rolling down because he appeals to the empathy. We have uh, to appeal in the empathy to the empathy yeah. in one another. Like everybody knows what injustice feels like. Everybody knows what it yeah. feels like to be slighted. But just imagine feeling that every day. That's what that's what I was explaining to a friend of mine. He was like, "Oh my god, he yeah, said, oh my god." Like it, that's when he that's when he understood it. Is when I said that feeling. Multiply that times a hundred. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's just hit something for me too. I, I get it even deeper now. Um, but I, the, the scary thing or the, the sad thing is that a lot of people, even though they have gone through at some point in their lives, a feeling like that too, there's a lot of narcissism going out, you know, Ooh. around. 
So, yes, so that, Jesus. you know, when you're dealing, I mean, it's more than, <laughs> I think, a higher percentage of narcissists in the world than there are not. Yes. Um, yeah. And they seem incapable of having empathy. Yes. So, and then you just hit a trigger button. Like, narcissism, oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. We have a president, we have a president that's a narcissist. Yes. Um, and, and he represents the ethos of the country, you know? He represents yeah. the ethos of the country. We're, we're full of narcissists. And, and, and yeah. to your point, and to your point, that yeah. is correct. You're absolutely <laughs> on it. You're on it. You're in the vein. Um, I think that's the challenge. And it's like, you know, I tell people all the time, narcissism is so, it's so uh, deadly because there's no cure for it. Yeah. They have to want to cure themselves. They have mm -hmm. to want to get help. And I said, that's why personality disorders are different than mental health yeah. disorders. Yeah. Um, and I said, it's, it, you know, that's a challenging space. And you're right. I've encountered so many people who are narcissistic and it's like, it could drive you crazy if you're not a narcissist yeah. yourself. Yeah, it's a challenge. Yeah, I know when you, when you, I, when you're surrounded by them, it yes. is, it is so hard. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know, and I try to look at it from a higher place, like the president and all that's going on. They're, uh, they're here to teach us lessons, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there are things that we can learn from narcissists. Like they yeah. achieve, they, they do a lot. Of, I, I was watching something on Jeffrey Epstein. He was a, he was a malignant narcissist, but he achieved so much, but like on the positive side, they achieve and on the negative side, they become deviants. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's a choice though. So, I, it's a I choice. Think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a complete choice. Uh, it's a complete choice. So we could just go on and on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on a lighter note, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can answer this question, but we were curious okay. to know, I know you said you're a celebrity life coach. Can you talk about anybody you've worked with? Um, so I can, I can talk about the ones who become public, but you know, you have to sign NDAs and things like that. Right. Um, I worked with this actress by the name of Lisa Nicole Carson. She was the first um, African-American actress to be on two network TV shows at the same time. She was on Ally McBill in ER. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she was, <laughs> and she was, um, she, you know, she suffered from bipolar uh, mm -hmm. disorder, mm -hmm. and she was kind of ostracized from Hollywood. And us working together, uh, we worked together for like a year and some change, and I got her comfortable with sharing her story and owning her voice. And she started working. Like, I was able to um, work with her to get her first acting gig in like 15 years. And so that's something that I'm most proud of because psychiatrists couldn't help her. Yeah, You know, traditional psychologists couldn't help her. And I was able to help her to find a space of power in owning, you know, uh, suffering from bipolar disorder. Not in, And from the aspect of being a victor, not a victim. And that mm -hmm. really opened up spaces for her that opened up opportunities for her. So that's that's the, that's one I can talk about. Okay, we'll accept yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's neat, though. I understand that when um, people tell me sometimes that they've gotten more out of a session uh, that I do with people than in an hour than they have with a traditional therapist. So mm -hmm. I know, I know what we, some of us teach or some of us coach that you can't teach. You don't learn in college. You don't learn in when, you, when you're going to school for, to get your degree in psychology. And unfortunately they don't teach these things. <laughs> they don't, and they don't encourage it. And the thing I tell people all the time is that psychology is not an exact science. Right. So what may work for you may not work for me. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's why we got to have various modalities in place because yeah. we're not monolithic as people. Yes. Okay. Makes sense. Okay. Well, Kim, do you want to say anything else? 
you're it's your turn again <laughs> yeah i i mean i just enjoyed so i apologize to everyone like my reception in south lake tahoe at almost seven thousand feet elevation is terrible so this has been really interesting it actually reminds me it's interesting because i have a life coach certification program and i've had lots of men and women um take part in it my most challenging was years ago i certified a business coach in pakistan and i remember it was so hard because we do these skype sessions and it would cut out half the time and i'm trying to explain principles and he you know he didn't have the same understanding culturally as they do in the us and so even that was challenging so that was it's funny because when when Zoom doesn't come in that well, it reminds me of doing that back then. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, Purvis, I I love you know everything. I love everything you're about, and um, I just feel fascinated by what you teach and talk about. And it's so important right now, um, in these times. And um, we Eden and I tend to think very similar. And um, and, and similar to you as well. And so it's it's really important that you're on our show. I feel really honored. Oh, thank you. I'm honored. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thank you again for, for being here. Do you have a way to uh, for people to reach you? Are you seeing clients um, now or? How, yeah. Yes. Tell us, yes. tell the audience what you want us to know. So what's crazy is most of my clients are on the West Coast, mm. which is crazy. And I have a client. In, I have a client in Dubai, so I don't really have any clients here in New York where I live, which is crazy. But <laughs> I am open. I am open for for a private coaching. If you would like to coach with me, you can email me at principles at purvistaylor.com. And um, if you want to follow me, I'm I'm at Purvis Taylor on pretty much all platforms. P e r v i s t a y l o r. Uh, my book, Survival Mode, you can get Survival Mode. You can get it off Amazon or survivalmode.com. Okay, very good. All right. And I'm again. a great coach. And I'm yes. an amazing coach. <laughs> yes. You don't even have to say that. I mean, I, we, we have Love it. been able to witness that this whole time. Okay, well, thanks again. And um, I think we'll definitely get a lot of uh, people with good feedback on this one. And we will probably have to ask you back <laughs> i'm with so, it just let me know yeah stay in touch with us um yes. okay so thanks everybody for listening and here is a word from our sponsor hi so i'm here with a new sponsor and her name is missy fowler missy is an intuitive inner awareness guide and an emotion code practitioner she is a previous guest from our podcast and she's here today to share with us something very special that she has to offer to our audience. Hi, Missy. Hello, everyone. Eden and Kim, thank you for having me here. I am so grateful for this opportunity to be here and to be of service, however that might be. So today, I would just love to offer my time. During these times of uncertainty, we're all going through our own unique experiences. Lots of feelings and emotions are going through us inside us. Through conversation, we're able to connect and check in and see what they're all connected to. So today, what I'd love to do is just offer an exclusive free 15-minute session for all your loyal Talk Purpose and Truth listeners. What this will entail is just having a conversation to go within to find the answers that you have within you, to get to the root of whatever it is that you are harboring inside and just help you to release them. 
Wow, that sounds great. What an amazing offer. I hope all of our audience members will take advantage of this. Missy, tell us how can they find you? Okay, for, there's two ways you can find me. You can find me on Facebook at Missy, M-I-S-S-Y, Fowler, F as in Frank, O-W-L-E-R. In the abbreviation, my maiden name is Floria. That's how you'll know it's me. And then you can text or call me at 661-513-4440. I'm so looking forward to chatting with you all. Thank you so much. For more information on Eden, go to EdenSuston.com. For more information on Kim, go to KimLifeCoach.com. Make sure to follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Talk Purpose and Truth Podcast. If you loved this episode, you'll love every episode. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Thank you for listening.